podcast. My name is Bori Oludemi, and I'm here with my co-host, uh, Sulaiman Lassisi. How's it going, dude? Man, it's been a while. It's been a few weeks since we did this podcast. I'm so full of energy, just ready to talk about all these things that have happened. You see Algeria already won AFCON, and then we oh. have major signings in Europe. And then the ICC is out here in the United States. And I mean, Real Madrid is just being Real Madrid, I guess. And they're just so many friendlies. It's nice to be able to watch all these games. Yes, yes. I think we've had, uh, we, we skipped a, a week and it feels like forever. It feels like it feels, it feels longer than a week to me. I couldn't just wait to get back and record another episode. Yeah, yeah, no, it's I'm I'm really I'm glad to be back and and a few uh, leagues start next week, so it's getting exciting. yeah, the Premier League is back next Friday. Yes, and Liverpool is going to lose to Norwich. What? <laughs> well, I don't know about that, Bori. Just, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. All right, yeah, what do you have for us? Um, yeah, so so I just want to kick us off. Just this came from what I saw during the ICC. Diego Costa, the game against Real Madrid, he had a very brilliant game. But then he had to go in and get a red card. I mean, we know it's the ICC. It's not worth anything. It's not going to mean he misses any games. But it just reminds me of players who are at their best. They are the most brilliant soccer players you can see. But they just can't help it. They have to do something that makes you just feel like some pity for them. And players that come to my mind are like, did you Drogba when Chelsea played United in the Champions League final in 2008? I mean, he just couldn't keep his temper, yeah. leading to him getting a red card and not finishing the game. And also Luis Suarez on many occasions does these kind of things where you wonder what is going through his mind. So I just wanted to ask you, Bori, like when you think of like players, enigmatic players, like you just can't fathom what they're thinking. Who do you think of? I, I think it, I go with Suarez. Um, I, and I go with the previous Suarez, Suarez of the, the biting days. I, <laughs> that is the uh, the Suarez that I, I remember as an enig enigmatic player. Um, I, I don't, I can't, I can't tell you what um, Suarez was thinking when he went ahead and, and bit people. Um, I think it's very, uh, very odd, very weird thing to do. It's sort of like, Maybe in his in his childhood they had a a biting incident or something. Uh, it, it's really something that I can't fathom. I, I agree, and a few other names come to my mind. Actually, someone we're going to talk about on the show today, Zinedine Zidane in the 2006 World Cup final. I mean, books I've been reading about what was said, but I was just like, yeah, you I, know I what mean, I'm saying? Like, yes. Yeah, well, so. but I, I guess he, you know, maybe. I, like there are rumors of what he, what they said Matarazzi said to Zidane. Um, it, you know, if you hit the spot where like you know maybe you talk about your mom or you 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 cuss at your uh, at somebody's mom or something, uh, you know it's it, you know people could do drastic things. So I understand from Zidane's perspective, um, but again, like from from players like Suarez, like just you know people are shoving, you know there's there's about to be a free kick or a set piece taken and you're going ahead to bite somebody that that's a weird it's like yeah that, that is really weird it's just one of those players who can cannot really help himself and we also see, saw that in Copa America this summer where he was waving for the referee to blow handball when the goalie tried to stop the ball and i'm just like yeah. something's going to be wrong with this guy but we yeah. know he's a genius on the football field and it's just one of those people where you just wonder what's going on in his mind. Yes, there are rumors he's gone to see psychologists to make you know make sure that he's okay, especially after the biting incidents of the World Cup. 
Um, that was the World Cup, right? That was the yeah. It, I mean, that, I mean, I forgive you if you don't remember what it was, when it was. Because there's <laughs> there've been a few different incidents of that. Yes, yes, it's 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 beyond me how somebody can do that. But hey, you know, he's a great player. I'm not gonna take that away from him. I I respect his skill set. He's a very yes. solid player. Yes, for sure. All right, Solomon. I think we can start talking about, uh, you know, you know, the upcoming season. Um, uh, let's start with ICC and specifically Real Madrid. You know, um, we've had, you know, since the Afcon final, we've we've heard the story, and and Gareth Bale is making the news um, every, t- you know, every every day basically uh, about him going to China, about him not wanting to leave uh, uh, Real Madrid because he wants to to keep the high wage. Um, what do you think is the how how do you feel about this story as you know Gareth Bale in general? Like how do you feel? Do you think he's handling this whole thing very well? And do you think Zidane is doing the the right thing? I'm actually glad you asked me how I feel because I feel like once I start talking about this, you're gonna have to put me in a time box just to be able to <laughs> contain my thoughts. First, I have to say Gareth Bale is a wonderful professional. He's one of the best professionals that are, that are currently playing the game, and I want to emphasize that because. In this whole situation, not for once have we heard a discord or an inconsistency between Gareth Bale and his agent. And not for once has he been this this kind of player where he's just like spurring out like things that you don't want to hear from a player. I think he's been very professional. And I want to say Gareth Bale is one player that for me, he has exceeded all expectations when it comes to playing the game. He has won the Champions League. He has won La Liga. He used to be a defender. So he has done, he, he really has come on the ranks and done a lot of wonderful things playing the game. And if Real Madrid feel like they don't need him anymore, I feel like he should just leave and go elsewhere. Even if it's if it's for more money, he should go take that money and just move on. I don't think he should be the kind of player that remains at Real Madrid if Real Madrid does not want him to be at Real Madrid. So I'm all for him leaving. What I don't understand is Real Madrid saying, they're okay with Gareth Bale leaving. And then just before a move is about to be consummated, they sanction, they veto the move and say, no, you can't yes. go anymore. And that just irks me because you have expressed <laughs> dissatisfaction well, that you don't you, want this guy in your squad. So I, I wonder why. People people have said different things. And, and the media, media, you know, the, fun, the, the sad thing about the media is we can't really tell what's true or not, but people have said one thing. People have said, you know, Real Madrid actually stopped the, the whole transfer because they didn't want him to go. Um, the other story we've, I've heard is the family didn't want to move to China, so he spoke with his family, and, and they said they, they basically didn't want to move to China. So 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 that's kind of what I've heard. You know, I've, I've heard two sides of the story, but I just can't tell what's real. So I think they're using him as more of like a, a bait, a leverage, because the loss essential to injury, and now it's like, oh, we better keep him. I don't think, given everything that Gareth Bale has done for Real Madrid, I don't think he should be in that kind of situation. If they don't want him, they should let him go. Yeah, I was actually thinking that. Um, the only, I mean, I've also heard that the Real Madrid is trying to keep James uh, uh, Rodriguez, and so, so I don't know. I, I don't think James Rodriguez is a good replacement for Asensio, in my opinion. But the way I feel about this whole thing, yes, I, I agree with you with Gareth Bale being a professional. Me, personally, I can't believe that he's kept his cool this this long. I Frankly, uh, I think the Real Madrid fans, I mean, they're known for this, especially 
uh, fans of La Liga, they're known for being brutal to their to, to their players, you know, um, especially in especially Real Madrid. Like, you know, you have Real Madrid fans booing Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, for example. Um, so, like, I I just don't I, I'm I'm just really at lost of words. Like, this guy has won them Champions League. This guy has scored many goals for them. He has a lot of assists. Um, and is this the way you treat a player that has done this for you? Like the best case, but I, mean, I understand. Like people are angry that he's, he's earning, like you know what? Was he earning like 300k every 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 week? So, something ridiculous, basically. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, he is and every ounce of whatever the I, game. I think in trophies so. and important goals. I think so. The last four Champions Leagues, um, he single had personally. I think he single-handedly won two of them for them, and that that's a huge thing for them to win. And, and the way you trade a player like this, I personally think, in my opinion, I think if I were Gareth Bale, uh, and I, you know, we've sort of heard this. We didn't hear this from him, so we, we don't know if this is true, but. If I were him, I will sit on the bench. I will warm the bench. I do not care. Like, I'm 30 years old. I don't need to prove anything, in my opinion. I've won La Liga. I've won Champions League. I have I have more Champions League than a lot of players. You, you know? know, I actually, I want to stress that fact. He doesn't need to prove anything to anybody. I went down a list of British players. Players who have left the Premier League to go to Real Madrid. David Beckham, Michael Owen, Jonathan Woodgate, Steve McManaman. None of them have achieved what Gareth Bale exactly. has done at Real Madrid. And exactly. that, I wonder how people, even when I say people, I mean the fans and then people from Real Madrid can forget the, the wonderful goals. And this even makes me think, Gareth Bale is Welsh and Ryan yes. Giggs is Welsh. And Ryan Giggs has this wonderful goal that he scored against Arsenal in the FA Cup where he literally dribbled everybody and went on and scored that goal. Gareth Bale has a replica of that goal in the Copa del Rey that he scored against Barcelona. And I'm just thinking, this guy has done everything you asked of him. He's been injury plagued, but that's, yeah. that's yeah. not his fault. But yeah. for him to be treated like this, it's, it's just beyond me, Bori. Yes, no, it is beyond me. But I think we've said this on the show before, but uh, Real Madrid, I think they expect the top of the top. They want everyone to be giving their best or, or scoring or defending well, depending on your position, every week in, week out. So so I, I understand that perspective, but you can't forget the past. You know, you've won you've won 13 Champions Leagues. And a lot of them, I mean, not, not a lot of them, but like most of, a lot of them, well, some of them have been won by Gareth Bale, and he won won them for you. Um, the least you can do is is you know you know keep him on your period or treat him with respect. I think that's the least they could do, uh, and to me it baffles me. And you know what even baffles me more what? because Zinedine Zidane is the one instigating this whole thing. Um, it's just mind blowing. This you know Zidane won what three Champions League with Real Madrid. And 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 Bale was a huge part of that. Like, how can you let? How can you diss that kind of player? How can you say, you know, this player is not part of my plans anymore? That to me is disrespect. And I, I'm not pr like I used to like Zidane, but like my my respect for him just has just come down because I'm just like, there's no way you can treat treat a, a, a player like that. And I mean, I'm not trying to compare Zidane and and um, Gareth Bale together, but like, look at the number of trophies that Zidane has won with Real Madrid. Compare that to what Gareth Bale has won. There's just no respect. Like, I, I, I think Zidane could have handled this whole thing better. I definitely agree. It could have been handled a lot better, especially to the point where it felt like, to me, it actually feels like Zinedine Zidane wants him gone, but the Real Madrid board 
do not want Garrett Bale to leave. That That's what I sense in the transfer meanderings that happened recently. And I'm thinking, actually, I just saw earlier that he's actually in talks with another Chinese team. And I'm like, hopefully you don't oh. put this guy through another nightmare scenario like he just yeah. went through a few days ago. Yeah, so the, the sad thing is the, the Chinese uh, league's um, uh, transfer deadline is on Wednesday, uh, July 31st. Um, so I, I doubt that's going to go through unless some miracle happens overnight. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see where Gareth Bale will end up. I, I think given the injuries that Real Madrid is, is having right now, currently Jovic is injured, so he got injured in, in the ICC. Um, and also Asensio is out for the, for the season. Um, in, in my opinion, I think Zidane will be crazy not to keep uh, Gareth Bale because you can use him. Like somebody, somebody else can get, has had to get injured. What, what what do you do then if Hazard gets injured? I mean, he's been injured before. So that actually kind of creates a segue into what I've been thinking is I've been hearing they need Pogba to come save the season, a season that hasn't even started. Um, <laughs> Real Madrid might need Pogba to come save the season. So maybe that would be where the help will come from if anything were ever to happen to Hazard, who, rumor has it, is currently overweight. Since arriving in Real Madrid, some people have been saying he carries the weight well. Some have he's just gotta said fun, he's, he's gotta overweight, have fun, man. He's overweight, so he's gotta have fun in in the uh, holidays, man. Come on, give him some break. Maybe that explains <laughs> the deep in form that we've seen since he arrived at Real Madrid. I love Azad; he's a wonderful player. I just I hope he can cope with the expectations at the Bernabeu. Yeah, but but talking about Pogba, you, you, I mean, okay, sure. If Real Madrid signs Pogba, there's no way he can fill the roles. Like I like Pogba, I think he's a phenomenal player, but there's no way he can fill the roles of Hazard. Hazard brings something different that Pogba doesn't have, uh, which is a drive to take on players and and, and just you know speed through them and, and you know give assists to players. I, I'm not saying Pogba can't do that, but like Hazard is a more fitting player, especially on that left wing and that number ten position, to be able to do that than Pogba. I agree with you 100%, Bori. I, I, I don't think very highly of Pogba. Not in the on the wings, not even in the center. So I can't, I can't, I can't stress that further than you have done. Yeah, and I, I think uh, given you know Cruz, Modric, and Casemiro, I, okay, we can we can argue that okay, Modric is getting old or he's not into the, the game. Maybe Pogba can come in there and fix the middle three. But in my opinion, I think that's not even their problem. I think their problem is is in the front. Um, and and figuring out how to play Hazard and Benzema and like who who is the last is it Lucas Vasquez that would be the last third forward in 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 Real Madrid like I don't think Lucas Vasquez can fill in that shoe I don't think Vinicius Junior is is well experienced enough to fill in that shoes you need somebody that has that experience hence Gareth Bale and it just blows my mind that um, uh, Zidane is still trying to push him out it it really just blows my mind yeah this is definitely one that we're going to have to watch as it unfolds. And I just hope, for the sake of the Real Madrid fans out there, that Zinedine Zidane makes the right decision. All right, um, Suleiman, let's move on to another team in, in Spain, uh, Barcelona. So Barcelona obviously um, had a very good season last season. Uh, they won the, you know, uh, the... 
Let, let me cut you real quick. You said a good season. Are you talking about the cataclysm that happened in Anfield? Do you want to call that a good season? It was a good or, season. You know, or you, you mean a good it, domestic season? If you really think about it, that was the only game they lost. But obviously, it was the only game that mattered, and, and uh, you know, they lost it. So sadly, sadly they did. But uh, I think they're they're a good team, and they've they're backing it up uh, by spending big on Antoine Griezmann, um, who they. Bought, uh, bought from Atletico Madrid. Um, and so my question to you right now is, first of all, could, now we have Coutinho, we have Dembele, we have Messi, we have Suarez. Who's going to be benched? Well, I would say between Dembele and Coutinho, things would have to be figured out, like exactly who remains in the squad before the transfer deadline ends and who who leaves for more playing time elsewhere. But I think he will show why the team had so much faith in him, starting from the past few seasons when they've wanted to get him from Atletico Madrid. Yes, I'm curious to see how that's going to work. Um, in my opinion, I think they should just offload Coutinho. Um, it's not working out. I mean, he, he, he had a few spark in the Copa America, but... I think they should offload him. I know, and there have been rumors of them, of him being part of a deal to PSG, you know, and because... Do you want to talk about that deal? Because I feel like that's the most... That's that's the juiciest deal that I've ever heard of when it comes to, like, a player swap. Yes. I I mean, from PSG's perspective, I've heard heard rumors. Again, I can't back it up. I don't know if it's true or not, but this is just... This is what the media is just saying. I've heard rumors that Barcelona is willing to exchange, uh, you know, at least two, two or three players, and and with some money, like I think about forty million, um, and uh, to get for Barcelona to get Neymar. Uh, in my opinion, I mean, I don't know why PSG is still waiting on this. I will jump on this like anything. If I can get like a Dembele, Coutinho, or maybe a Semedo, like I'll take. All I mean, of- I mean, it's it's a it's it's such a funny situation. It's a Take any three out of these four. And when you hear the names of those four, it's Ivan Rakitic, it's Coutinho, it is Dembele, and it is Nelson Semedo. And I'm like, and you're going to put some money on top of that? I will be jumping at that that offer. Yeah, how is that a no-brainer? And in my opinion, I think Barcelona is making a mistake. I think they need to chill. I don't think they really need... Neymar. Um, they may need Neymar in the situation that happened last season with you know the Liverpool game where they need someone to, act, to score at least one. But you you have Antoine Griezmann right now. You don't need that. You don't need you didn't need you don't need Neymar. I think in my opinion they're wasting their time. They're wasting their money. Um, I think there are other players they could even buy. Like how about a Leroy Sané? Like okay, people are saying he may not fit the playing style. I think it will fit the playing style just he right. It would fit to a T. Yes, exactly. He, he would he would fit just well. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure I'm sure it would be easier to do business with Pep Guardiola and Tiski Bergerkisten in Manchester City over doing business with PSG. Exactly, and that's why I'm I'm surprised that they you know Barcelona is keen on getting Neymar, an injury prone. We've seen this over the past three seasons, very injury prone, especially during towards the end of the season when it actually matters. So why waste your money and players and talent over one player? It it, it is beyond me. And I, I I wonder who's who's sitting on the board of of Barcelona and, and making all these decisions. Yeah, it, it it really is interesting, and I I I mean just just as a view of the game, I wonder what kind of spell Neymar has on 
the executives up it at is, Barcelona. It is a know. good one. It is a good one because they, it has to be a spell because it really doesn't make sense to me. Um, but maybe there's uh, there's also a business aspect to it in terms of like shirt sales or something that we're not seeing. But to me, I, I think Barcelona, Barcelona is probably focusing more on winning Champions League next season. And I feel like maybe shirt sales is not even part of their thinking or their thoughts but i i would i would do business with somebody else I, there are so many left wingers there sure they're not going to be as good as neymar uh, as neymar but you can definitely get as close as neymar to neymar uh, as you can and I, I, I think sun is a very perfect replacement for 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 neymar or for coutinho in this case i agree and and given the wealth of talent they have in the squad whatever difference that neymar brings to the table should not be noticeable because People like Messi and Luis Suarez and Antoine Griezmann can make up for that. Yeah, I I, I can picture Alba and Sané just running on the left. Like it will be chaotic for defenders to defend against both of them because remember Alba is very has, you know, he's very fast. Sané is very fast. So you imagine just two fast, you know, left players just coming down the left flank and just killing it. Um, it's so it's it, gonna be a track meet. A anyone who comes up against those exactly, two. Exactly. Exactly. I. You know. I. It, it's beyond me. But maybe. Maybe again. Maybe we're not seeing something that they're seeing. Um. Speaking of Griezmann in Barca, actually. Um. So Griezmann left Atletico Madrid, and obviously there's the void to be filled. Um. We've seen. We've heard of Joao Felix. Um. I personally think. You know, I've not, I didn't see too much of him uh, ever. This is my first time actually really seeing him. I did see him at the Nations League uh, semi-final and final. He looked lost and com just completely lost. But however, he turned up in the ICC game against uh, Madrid uh, just this last weekend. Um, my question to you is, do you think Felix is a good replacement? Just based off what you've seen so far, do you think... I mean, obviously, he definitely won't fill in the shoes, but do you think at least he's a very close replacement? And is he worth all that money? Well, all that money. You, you have to put all that money in context. You think about all the other players that have been signed for money of close or equal value. I think it's definitely going to be one that's worth an investment. I don't think it's going to be a... A, an Atletico Madrid legend after all is said and done. He's going to leave the Roger Blancos at some point. But what I think is going to happen is he's going to develop his game the same way that we saw Antoine Griezmann develop his game at Real Sociedad before he came through to Atletico Madrid and become a better player. I think Joao Felix, I think of a, a line of players that came out of the Portuguese pipeline. You think of Cristiano Ronaldo. You think of Ricardo Quaresma. You think of Renato Sanchez, and now we have Joao Felix. And he just, I think he is one of those that I actually can take a bet on and think he will well, succeed. But do you take a 120 million bet on the player that hasn't uh, played in the top fight in Europe, for example? Like, he's you, just played in, in, in the Portuguese league. And do you take a 120 million bet on a player who played in Eredivisie? We have taken two bets on two players. Who played in Eredivisie this past season? Would you call that a top league compared to the Portuguese league? Yes, I mean, but well, well, I, but did you see the showings in the Champions League? Like, I exactly, I, I, I saw their showings exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I can and, make sense of them. Of, of I'm, t I'm, uh, you're talking about Frankie the Young and Delete, right? Exactly. Yeah, so I can make this like that makes sense. I mean, Frankie the Young and Delete are phenomenal players. Like Delete, for example, is 
not only brings in defensive uh, ability, it also brings in you know leadership, which is yes. crazy for for yes. a nineteen year old. But do we see this? We don't see this in Joel Felix. Joel Felix is not a leader. That at least at this point in his career, he is not a leader. But just the flashes of his game that I've seen, I think I think is definitely worth every penny of I, the money spent. I understand what you're saying, but I still think it's a very huge gamble to take for it especially is a gamble. A like it Alex. is a gamble, and but then it's a risky you, gamble. It's not it just is. any kind of gamble. Is is a risky a gamble is bringing take you know Neymar going to PSG and you know that's a gamble. But this is a completely risky gamble in my opinion. I I, I think yes, he's a phenomenal player, but you got to see what he's done, what, what he's going to do in top flight before you spend you know 120 million. And I know the market is inflated, but like. I don't know. So, I, I think I, 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 I get your point 100%. And now that you actually mentioned it, I'm thinking in the context of who is paying that money, Atletico Madrid, they just built the Wanda Metropolitano, which is a huge investment. And now they're just buying this player for this amount of money. It's quite a gamble. It's a colossal gamble. But you also, also have to think of it is this is a market where you are rewarded by how, by how fast you can move. Yes, sure. So if sure, they, if they tarry and don't make this decision on time, someone else is going to make it. And yes. f- from what I said earlier, this to me, this is a purely business move. If he stays at Atletico Madrid for three, four years, and he blossoms into close to what Antoine Griezmann has become, I think they're going to recoup a huge profit off of this business decision. Well, yeah, I guess it's all a gamble, but... I don't know. I, it just felt like a, a very risky gamble. Um, but to be, you know, they they sold uh, Griezmann for a lot of money. So part of that money is, is what was probably used to pay uh, Joel Felix. Um, but hey, you know what? Kudos to them. I I, I think uh, personally, I think they would do well next season, especially with that sh- with their showings at the uh, against uh, Real Madrid. I think they're ready. Um, and, and that's this is something that. I, I was hoping we could talk about actually because uh, the first few, you know, the first few weeks of La Liga for next season, um, uh, I think Real Madrid has like two tough, kind of tough games, and with the way they're playing, it seems like they probably will drop a lot of points in the beginning, which is not good. But Atletico, I think Atletico and, and Barcelona will run with this, and, and it's going to be hard for us to predict who's going to win. But I still think Barcelona is going to win the La Liga, but I think Atletico will probably come come in close second. So here's my take, and you can take this to any book bookmaker that you know. There's going to be a winner of the La Liga, and it's going to be one of three teams. Barcelona, Atletico Real Madrid, and Real Madrid. And you can thank me after. I actually think Real Madrid is not going to be in the top three, actually. I think, oh, I think I don't, that, that's you know, a hot take, Bori. We'll be there, but the way, Barcelona, uh, the way Real Madrid is... Is conducting their business right now, especially with Zidane. You know, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Um, I think, I think especially, you know, the first few games of the season is very crucial because this is time you don't have Champions League to play. You don't have, you know, I mean, you have some Champions League, but like just once in like a, a month or something. Um, so you don't have too many distractions. Um, but like, it looks like they're not ready, and, and suddenly they're going to be losing a few games in the beginning, and, and suddenly they're down points. I, I think they may actually drown the season. I, I wouldn't say below fourth place, but I would not be surprised if they end up fifth. We'll have to see on that one because I'm trying to figure out who will come and take that third place position. I Valencia is a team that's been perennially 
above mediocre, but I recently, the last season, they struggled a lot in the first half of the season. So we'll just have to see who takes who takes up the opportunity if yeah, Real Madrid passes it up. I mean, Sevilla, you have Sevilla in the team. Alaves did very well last season. Um, Granada, uh, Getafe also did well last season. They were they were fighting for actually top four. Um, my, see, it's obviously hard to predict, you know, and keep in mind all these teams don't have like Champions Leagues to play. So I, I think... I think Real Madrid may may suffer, but the only way they could probably get back into you know their glory days or whatever is if they keep Gareth Bale. We'll see about Jeez. that. <laughs> Zinedine Zidane is definitely out to prove the doubters wrong, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm curious to see what Zidane would do. Um, I'm I'm glad he's finally getting to build a team and actually play with that team because uh, you know he he basically won the Champions League off of um. um Ancelotti's team, uh, but but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I I, I think that's interesting, but yeah, Ancelotti's team I, through I, Champions League. Yeah, Zidane's name. <laughs> All right, Suleiman, do you have anything for us? Well, I mean, I feel like we've covered a lot today, but this been something on my mind, and this is basically I just wonder with the transfers going on and the transfer policies and the contracts. I'm just thinking to myself, do some clubs have some interesting buyback policies when they sell their players. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. is it possible for a club to sell a player and say, you know, I would like to get him back for 20% off or 10% off. And I was thinking, who does that? And I realized well, I didn't have to think too far. Do yeah. you have any ideas? <laughs> no, no, actually, I mean, I could, no, no, I, I, no, I don't actually. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, list some names and I'm gonna help you come okay. up with the club I'm thinking about. Okay. Mats Hummels. Okay. Nuri Shaheen. Okay. Mario Godza. Shinji oh, okay. Kagawa. Yes, yes. The the yellow and black. The Dortmund. Exactly. Dortmund. Yes. Borussia Dortmund. I feel like do they have a buyback policy when they sell some of these big players to big clubs for blockbuster amounts and expectations and then a couple of years later they buy these players back for way less money than they sold those players for and yeah. i'm just thinking what's going on good piece of business it's genius we ac milan needs to hire they need to hire you know the, the management of, of whoever is pulling the strings yes in Dortmund. it's crazy business i mean we have teams like empoli in, in syria uh, you know they they especially for Milan we we always buy we we bought two other players this season for for good amounts of money um and we have we have teams that do this kind of business and and it's awesome that that people can get a good return of of investment oh okay so so here's the tr tricky part Christian Pulisic yes Amaric Abameyang oh wow yes. Eric Mkhitaryan wow okay buyback clauses in their contracts ah that's very interesting. when things go all right <laughs> yeah that is very interesting i'm not sure but you just saying those names just made me think man they don't have done some good business they've done some good business yeah so it, it's just interesting i mean i feel like eric mctarian might be next on the list if things don't go well this season at arsenal the well, doors he's, open at Dortmund. He he's looking good right now in the ITC actually. Um, so so I I wonder how he's he's 
he's going to fit in next season. But um, but you're right. I mean, I, I think Mkhitaryan is the kind of player that will probably end up in Dortmund if, you know, uh, if, if things don't go well in Arsenal this season, especially. Well, we'll have to wait and see. This season holds a lot of interesting promises just from it just from an analytical point of view, because I just like to sit back and wonder what are these people doing behind closed doors. Yes, and, and keep in mind, Aubameyang is not going to have this problem. Aubameyang is a phenomenal player. He's going to be playing for top clubs. Um, I, I I think he's if if uh, Arsenal doesn't do well next season, maybe if they don't qualify for Champions League, I could see him leaving for a, a very top club. We'll have to wait and see, because the same was said about Hormels and Shaheen and Godze and Kagawa. So... Yeah, I, I mean, so all I can think about right now is Suarez is is probably ending, you know, is probably getting to the end of his days. Um, so I can see Barcelona. Oh, well, you, you, you're drawing tangents. That's well, quite I'm interesting. Saying, I'm just saying, I also think about um, Real Madrid, um, Benzema. I mean, even though I think Benzema does a phenomenal job for for Madrid, but if Zidane leaves, the next coach may not like him and they may be looking for uh, Aubameyang. An agile replacement, you mean? Yes, a very agile. I I think Aubameyang is a a very good forward that can fit into any team. Agreed. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that, let's wrap up our transfer segment. I think this has been the most fun segment we had because... I mean, there was just a lot of talk about viewpoints and angles, and I can't wait for our next episode, which hopefully shouldn't be taking longer time than this one took. Yeah, no, no, yes, for sure. I'm very excited to talk about uh, uh, transfer news, and I'm happy to talk about, you know, like just the season coming up. Is I'm getting very excited. Um, I, I, I do want to tell our, our view uh, listeners out there that um, uh, watch out for our next few episodes. We're going to be inviting a lot of um epl fans into our our program not a lot but like just a few of them and you know just kind of talk about their teams and and this will be hopefully before the epl first game on friday uh next week um so yeah um thanks for thanks for listening to our show you can always find us fourth official soccer podcast on spotify google music and apple podcast and don't forget to subscribe yes cool well Uh, See you, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.